Hey listeners, Asher here with Unfeigned Christianity. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, as a part of our Patreon membership, every month I do a Ask Me Anything article, which really addresses any questions that readers send in, but I prioritize those who are Patreon members. And typically I do these as written articles, but this time here, uh, earlier this week, I was doing some other video and podcasting and just decided to shoot a video of the question about what I think about mixed swimming. And so I just responded via video. The audio is not my typical podcasting mic, and obviously the way I talk about it is if it's a video, but I just thought I'd share it on here as a podcast episode and hope you enjoy it. All right, so I'm going to do this month's Ask Me Anything, just a video. We've got one question that um, we're going to process today, and then I'd love your feedback on it. Uh, My wife and I are going to be doing an Ask Me Anything podcast sometime. Uh, I had sent some questions to you guys as well as uh, just the general public curious what they would like to hear from my wife and I and then then we had our the birth of our daughter Avalyn and so I've been just giving my wife space to recoup and and nurse and and pull through the the birthing what's the word um post uh post uh postmortem postpartum I always get that confused um but hopefully here uh in the next couple of weeks we'll get that uh episode recorded and shot and that'll probably be uh, the next ask me anything that we do but the question that i've gotten um i've actually gotten it several different places here and there as i i obviously wrote a book on sexuality and then i've done some speaking around the country uh specifically in kind of the midwest area um, and so every now and then I bump into it. It's often a parent. Sometimes it might be a youth, but uh, usually it's it's a parent. Just wondering what I think of guys and girls swimming together, um, mixed mixed swimming essentially. And I guess kind of hidden in that question is also the question of what I think of swimming. I don't, I don't know swimming clothes, swimming gear, and so forth. And so I just thought I would take some time and uh, share this thought or th- share my perspective on it. It's one of those things that Scripture, you know, you're not going to find any place in Scripture that tells you what you should do regarding swimming. So I'm just going to give a few uh, basic things that I know about sexuality and then kind of my experience and then kind of where my wife and I would be at, uh, although full disclosure, our kids are seven, six, two, and newborn, so we <laughs> we haven't really bumped into it with our kids yet. Um, so yeah, what I know about sexuality is that uh, recently, I think it was in 2012, there was a study done challenging some common assumptions that was that we have about the differences between sexes. Um, There was studies done in the late 80s, I think, maybe early 90s, that 
explored like how do how do we have how how do we experience sexual arousal what is stimulating to men what is stimulating to women and so forth there hasn't as far as i'm aware there hasn't really been a whole lot of study done since then and a lot of books in the 90s and early 2000s would have been based on those previous studies so you you get a lot of concept like men are aroused by sight women are aroused by touch or or uh different stuff like that, just kind of our stereotypical perceptions of male and female differences. Well, this study in 2012 was specifically calling into question some of the assumptions or some of the conclusions that had been drawn based on those studies in the late 80s, late or early 90s. And one of the things, it's a super long study. Uh, there's some raw data that you can find in the general public if you look at scholarly sources on Google or something. But there's also a few uh, articles that those who did the study then published in peer-reviewed journals. And so in, I think 2014 was maybe the most uh, recent. 2014, 2015, they started writing articles based on what they had studied. And one of the articles that I was reading that was really fascinating, it's really long and it's really technical. I even had to you know, look up terminology or ask, I've got siblings in, in the medical field, ask some of them uh, what certain terms we're referring to and so forth. And so it is, it is a little technical to read through, but it's really fascinating. And essentially, one of the things that they found was that it's false, that there is distinct difference between men and women when it comes to how they are sexually aroused. There's actually five components that go into sexual arousal. Things like sight do matter. Things like touch matter. But other stuff like the, your level of familiarity, like uh, just to be super practical. So if you grew up in a place where women never showed skin, men never showed skin, you were just completely covered, then if you came to the general public where people are wearing short sleeves or shorts or whatever, then you'd, you'd probably be struggling with a sense of sexual arousal because you're seeing more of the physical body than you were used to. So that kind of concept, your level of familiarity. Also, if how conducive the environment you were in was to you being able to act on your sexual arousal. So in other words, I, I had to think of my dating days, right? When Teresa and I were dating, if we were if we had gone out to eat, maybe we we took a hike up Skyline Drive in Colorado and looked out over the city and stuff, and came back after it was dark and we're sitting in the car and we're just talking and we're sharing our hearts and in that moment where it's just the two of us, nobody else is watching it would be natural for us to feel an increase of sexual desire as opposed to if we were sitting together in the middle of the church and maybe others are around us and we're having this conversation and Teresa and I are talking about the very same things. It's still Teresa and I, we're, we're wearing the same clothes, we're talking about the same things, but we're probably not going to feel sexually aroused because the environment that we're in would not be conducive, would not at all allow us to move forward. Now, obviously, in the car, our own personal standards are going to keep us from indulging in, 
in maybe every desire that we feel. But the point is that there's a whole lot more that goes into us feeling sexually aroused than just, oh, I see skin or, oh, I don't see skin. And so kind of going with that, especially if you consider the whole familiarity thing, um, someone who grew up and their parents wore shorts and you know their their home was not super uh strict as far as modesty and so forth like they they genuinely may not feel sexual arousal to the degree of someone who grows up in a really strict and clothed environment now i do i do believe that there is a level of I mean, this is kind of a conversation for for another time, another instance. But there there is a level of boundaries that are healthy because we do see. So you think about this, like if if you trace sexual immorality and like how many people are indulging in pornography, how many premarital uh, pregnancies do we have, and and all that kind of stuff, it's definitely getting worse, right? But that doesn't mean back in the old days when we didn't talk about sex as much or when modesty was a little bit better. It doesn't mean that back then it was any better. In fact, I know my parents and, and others would tell stories of gross immorality that took place back then. So that was still there, but it just wasn't talked about. It wasn't as normal. It's, it wasn't as normalized. Well, now it's more normal. So you're not shamed as much if you say, hey, I struggle with pornography or something like that. Um, maybe women still are, but but guys, somehow we've gotten okay with, it's okay for guys to talk about their struggle with pornography and not be like really shamed. You know, everybody struggles is kind of the, the mantra. Well, it's normalized, but then we can also trace like there is almost an increase acting out on this too. Just because it's normalized, it doesn't mean that it's any healthier, that that it's okay, but specifically it's any healthier, right? Um, keeping stuff hidden is not healthy. Making things normalized is not necessarily healthy. And so we want to find and pursue the things that create health. And when, as it comes to boundaries in, in what we wear and modesty, it's like, oh, well, let's just all be naked like um, rural tribes were and and maybe we went lust right well that that's not necessarily the solution either because that's not inherently healthy there's gross immorality that goes on in those tribes and we want to find an understanding of our bodies and our sexuality that that honors god's design and god's intention for our bodies and for our sexuality and that is what I believe is health. And one of the themes that we see in Scripture is that nakedness post-rebellion, when mankind decides, no, we're not going to have God as our king, we're going to decide what is good and evil. Nakedness is actually a sign of extreme shame. And I think it goes to the fact that, you know, to be naked is to be, like, how do you, how do you feel when you're naked? we we feel reserved. You have to be trained to not feel a sense of vulnerability and shame 
if you're going out naked. Or maybe another way of saying it is we could say you've lost, like something is lost. If somebody can just go out naked and they don't think about it, something is lost, almost died within them in a sense. And we live in a world where we're still going to look at each other and like our perception of good and evil, we're going to go and we're going to take and use that for our own pleasure. And that's not how God intended nakedness. He intended nakedness to, to be kind of a mirror and a reflection of the fact that we are completely consumed with him. So in what I'm saying here, I am not suggesting that, oh, hey, we should just, modesty doesn't matter. We should just be naked. No, it, it does matter because we, we are broken, fallen creatures in a broken, fallen world who tend to, even when we're following Jesus, we tend to easily slip into deciding our, go, going by our perceptions of good and evil instead of just trusting God's perception of good and evil. But I say all that to share that there is way more than just sight that plays into someone feeling sexually aroused or not. Um, so with that as kind of a backdrop, let me just kind of share my experience. I grew up in a church where like my family, if we were hanging out with another family, say on the 4th of July or, you know, church campouts or whatever, and we're out swimming and doing water activities like kneeboarding and water skiing and um, wakeboarding and stuff like that. We would have done it with guys and girls mixed. Um, our youth group, there were different times I can remember our youth group swimming mixed. Now, obviously, I don't know everybody's story. I haven't talked with everybody in the youth group that I grew up in. And so I don't know what it was like for all of them. But I do know that I, for pretty much all of my teenage years, was struggling with pornography. And I was... I was really ashamed about it. It was something I hid, did not like, was trying to overcome. But I honestly, when, when I am asked this question, I'm always a little taken aback by it because I honestly never, like as I look back on my journey, the, the swimming in a mixed setting did not make things worse. For that or nor did it make things better um and some of that is like obviously i i don't recall any of the ladies any of the girls having super you know like i i would personally be really uncomfortable with someone wearing two-piece swimsuits and stuff like that or but they would have worn shorts and t-shirts of some kind swim swim clothes and then when like i don't remember us hanging out a whole lot just in our swim clothes you know when we were done swimming we went and got changed and we moved on to other activities or whatever. And so those, those are not the, the things that I look at. I mean, there, there was much bigger issues going on in my heart, and my life. Um, in a public setting like that, it's, it's not like we were, we never swam mixed without parents there. Uh, not necessarily all the parents, but you know, there'd be at least two, maybe three sets of parents or adults that are present and swimming with us, interacting. And, um, and I'm grateful that, and our church was small. It wasn't a big church, but I'm grateful that there was never, there was nothing that I ever experienced or witnessed that was inappropriate. It was just having fun in the water. And a lot of stuff that we did was like water skiing and 
um, knee boarding and stuff. And so it's it's not like you're close and huddled up necessarily. So it depends. That that was up in in Minnesota, the mid Midwest Lakes area. And so uh, if if we're talking about a pond somewhere or swimming pools, like maybe my experience would have been different. And obviously, like I said too, I I do not know what all things were like for them for for the other people in our youth group. One thing I do know though is. There's a lot of sexual promiscuity and sketchy stuff that goes on behind closed doors in people that are fully clothed in our conservative Anabaptist circles. And I, I hear more and more about that. So I guess my feeling would be like, that's not a primary concern. If we need to teach a good, healthy sexual ethic like what does it mean to be sexually whole and as we're teaching our youth what that looks like and then in our homes our kids as we're training them what god's vision for their body is i think then we interact whether we're swimming or whether we're just hanging out or whether we're dating and we're sitting alone in a car like we we they, they we all will then know how to interact in a way that's healthy uh, and so I guess it's it's kind of a thing of first things first. It feels like to to worry about whether you s- swim mixed or not. If you're going to focus on that and not teach and train your youth in a good, healthy sexual ethic, I think you're getting the cart in front of the horse. Um, you'll, you'll be able to get a nice outer look and appearance but there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going on inside both the young men and the young women that um, are are still un, unresolved uh i know like my wife and i yeah i mean we it's not like we've done a lot of swimming with other people but um i'm just i'm just sitting here trying to think of examples where i would maybe feel uncomfortable with mixed swimming um so here in California, when we go to the coast, especially if it's in the summer, there's a lot of immodesty there, right? And ironically, if, if everybody was just in the water, it would be better <laughs> because then any immodesty is just kind of covered up in the water. Um, so we, we like to, there's a few places that we find that, that aren't as populated and packed and otherwise it is a place we avoid, right? Not because... Like, I believe freedom is being able to, like, if we find ourselves in a setting like that, we can walk free. It's not like we're, oh, I just, I, there's, there's not that, I think it's Bruce Langman talks about the lion inside that feels like, oh, I want to lust, but I can't, I can't. You know, it's not, being sexually whole and healthy means that I, I'm not living with that. I can genuinely just look you in the eyes, look whoever in the eyes and, just interact and not um not feeling threatened or at uh like my sexual health is at stake so much i can navigate through or out of that but then there's the thing of my boys as they're three four five and they're growing and they're becoming aware and they're having a new sense of familiarity right i mean they have 
just because we've lived overseas and here in LA, I mean, even overseas, we were living in a city. Um, and I grew up in a Midwest town and, and it was not super populated in Northwood, but North Midwest. So really kind of in the boondocks a little bit. Um, so even them at six and seven years old now, I would say are probably quite a bit more exposed than I was. But the uh, you know the story is obviously still being written. They're they're not talking about things yet, although they do ask a lot of questions about the body, and um, and I've made it a habit if we're out and about or if we're going to the beach or something, I just talk with them about it. And just, you know, we're seeing things and we're going to be kind of affronted with a lot of stuff in life that it's not appropriate for us to be looking at and to be taking pleasure. And some of that is, is meant to be just between uh, daddy and mommy in privacy or something. And, and I'll just talk with them about it and and share like, just let them know, you know, if you ever see anything and, or if you have something funny that you feel inside of you, just, just feel free to talk to mom and I about it. So yeah, I guess my response to the question is I, well, I, let me just say what I've told people, whether it was through email or just in our conversation. I think that's something obviously parents, if if, if you are parents and you're listening to this or watching this, don't apologize for going with your gut, for going with wh how you feel. Like if, if Teresa and I are like, hey, you know, I don't, under certain circumstances where parents are involved and stuff, I don't think we'd have a problem with mixed swimming. If that's where we're at, but you're not comfortable with that, you don't have to apologize about that. But the bigger thing that I would be concerned about is like, I would like to get more questions about how do we train people in a healthy sexual ethic? Like, how do we teach sexual wholeness? I would like to have more questions along that line than should girls wear certain material of dress or should there be mixed swimming or should guys wear shorts or, you know, stuff like that. Because I, I think that's kind of misunderstanding like what guides our internal evaluations of what we're seeing in life and sexual wholeness and freedom there's something that's got to be done inside of us no matter how hard we get this outer stuff put together um, so i guess that would be my response it's like i you know if if you want to draw a line and some of you are probably going to have an even looser line it's like oh you know Maybe you wear certain swim clothes that I wouldn't be comfortable with. I don't know. Um, and so my, my point is, as parents, you, you be unified as a couple. You follow God on that and process together. If, if one of you is off and you're not kind of on the same page in this regard, don't force the other to get to where you are. Um, but rather just keep talking about it and keep like hearing each other out and, and and talking with other people, talking with your church leaders and, and other counselors that you're familiar with. Uh, read books, 
on sexuality and and the effects of sexual or the process of the way a child comes to a sexual awareness. Um, there's different books on that. Um, my wife and I have a series. I forget the name of the series. And I, I can't even see it here right now, but uh, the, it's a series of books to kind of guide your children through. And the first one is like the story of my body or something like that. Or the story of me, maybe. And it's just, it's a, it's a picture book that guides through and walks through and it's designed that you do it as parents with your kids and you just start having conversations about sexuality and your body and eventually as you get older into teens it talks more specifically like what is happening at a chemical level inside of you there's also another good book out there um good pictures bad pictures there's one for kids and one for youth i believe and that's uh, just knowing how to, it, it's a book that you go through with your child to train them what to do, how to determine if they're seeing a good picture or a bad picture, and then what to do if they see a bad picture. Um, and so those those are good books that I would look up. You can look up on Amazon. I will, uh, after posting this video, I will uh, find the the series name of what I'm referring to and link it in here. And so just be training and learning in those areas. That's where I would suggest we put the bulk of our effort or the first place of our effort. And then kind of those other things, I guess, are a little uh, peripheral in my mind. But here's the thing. I would like to know what you all think. Okay. So I, I would love... I know there's well over a thousand people that read an average article or, or watch a, a video like this. Uh, actually, I, I'm not sure. Video views might be down. <laughs> um, but I would like to think hear what you guys think. Should people have mixed swimming? Should youth groups have mixed swimming? Uh, what are some guidelines if they are going to be mixed swimming? Um, what is your experience in mixed swimming? Uh, even, even just, I would like to know, have you had a bad experience in mixed swimming? You don't have to tell me what the experience was, but, or, or you, you definitely don't have to post it publicly, but was, was your experience good or bad? Like, I, I would just be curious. It's just kind of a poll where people are at with that. Because I, I would say I probably grew up in a little bit non-typical setting like that, um, but I'm curious about that. Anyways, hope you find that helpful. This is an Ask Me Anything article. I did a video of it. I was actually shooting some other video and I was just like, I gotta do this anyway, so I'll just do it now. But if you have questions, feel free to comment anywhere really, but uh, below these Ask Me Anything articles, videos. If you're a patron, if you're a patron for $5 a month at least, then I prioritize patron questions and you ask me anything articles so so uh go check out patreon that's just a way of supporting our work if you're interested if not that's fine take what you learn from this video and enjoy it i would still love to hear from you and until next time god bless